Warning, incoming game. Warning, incoming game. Welcome to Incoming Game, the podcast where we watch and rewatch the 90s animated series Reboot. I'm Jessica, and I've been a fan for a long time. I'm Ben, and I'm watching this for the first time. Each week, we take an episode, dissect it, inject some trivia, and try to find our frostiest moments. This week, it's all about the nostalgia in System Crash. Oh, how you doing, Jess? I'm not doing bad. My uh, childhood home has been sold and my mother is moving to a new home. So that's uh, that's interesting stuff. I'm helping her move this weekend and a couple weekends later. So Well, good luck with the move. Hope that goes well. Yeah, it should be fun. (laughs) Lots of lifting heavy things. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I have to move my brother once a year, which is Uh... ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a point in my life where I was doing that. Yeah. How about you? How's your week been? My week's been all right. I've been bitching about the cold weather that's been coming and uh, been uh, spending some time looking at like retro future and like vintage sci-fi art on Instagram. (laughs) Kind of (laughs) some little rabbit holes there I've been delving into. This is all because you watched that series on Netflix, isn't it? It's just an aesthetic that I love, you know, and I liked it before Maniac, but it's like something, yeah, I've kind of been delving into since as well. There's this account called uh, Infinite Worlds Zine, which like throws up old sci-fi covers every now and then. It's pretty cool. Interesting. All right. So speaking of retro, (laughs) (laughs) want to get into the episode? Absolutely. All right. So today we're doing season three, episode 15, System Crash. It first aired on January 17th of 1998. It was written by Marv Wolfman. The stories by Gavin Blair, Ian Pearson, Dan DiDio, Len Wein, Phil Mitchell, and Marv Wolfman. And tremors shake mainframe as some binomes play banjo on the docks. Yeah, these guys are just kind of like chilling out, having a little hoedown. <laughs> and the dock just starts collapsing underneath them. I do kind of enjoy that the dock is, while dreary, not very different from when we last saw it. <laughs> it's the clowns on unicycles and people playing music and... Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that is a reprise of the unicycle clown, isn't it? <laughs> he just likes hanging out at the dock. That was where we first introduced ourselves to Five, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I think it was. Wow. Memories. <laughs> this episode is full of memories. <laughs> yeah. But right now, it's just a lot of mayhem. All the background characters that we've gotten to know and recognize over the years are uh, getting crushed under falling rubble. Yeah, we Sailor Moon gets crushed by a rock. Uh, Fax Modem gets blown to pieces by an explosion. Indiana Jones gets chased by what was once Bob's apartment. And the whole thing is pretty funny up until it's not. Yeah, no, they're all having on-screen deaths. This is rugged. There's even one that, like, runs across the screen completely on fire. <laughs> but it's almost played for laughs in a way. Like, the way that it's shot and then the music cue. And then suddenly the music cue changes. And they're like, that's right. You were laughing at their deaths. I wrote down, this like puts a dark spin on some of the opening credit gags because like now you know the context where it just seemed like wacky fun in the uh, intro. Yeah, we get to see one binome witness the death of his friends and we like zoom in on his eye as his like, <laughs> as his people expands. It was oh just, God. it was so terrifying <laughs> all of a sudden. And the heroes are all like standing around just gawking and stating the obvious. Like Andrea's like, oh, hey, the system's shutting down. And Mouse is like, oh, look, people are dying. Yeah, thankfully, Dot knows her cue when she hears it. 
<laughs> yeah, she has a plan to evacuate the city. In single file, though, please. Yes. You have to hand it to Dot. She sure knows her plan. So we get to see some Bynum shuffling into the principal office while Ray and Mouse go off to gather the stragglers. Dot wants to know if Ray is trustworthy, and Andrea is just like, oh, Mouse will find out if he's trustworthy. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Mouse seems to be more interested in getting laid at this very moment. It's like, you know, there is a time and place, Mouse, and maybe it's not while the city is collapsing around you. I also enjoy that she tries to find out whether or not he's got, like, someone already. And I'm just like, Mouse, when has this ever stopped you before? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now suddenly you're just like, oh, maybe I should ask first. And then they romantically save Bynums from about to be dead crushing. <laughs> and this is this is their moment to go like, oh, maybe we are to each other. Ho, <laughs> Back at the office, uh, Hack and Slash have been doing some garbage picking and have recovered Fong's missing body. Fong tells the gang that they'll have to go to the core and manually shut down the sectors. Dot points out that they can't do that through the principal office as the control chamber has been destroyed. Fong counterpoints with someone can shut it down from the inside. Dot counter counterpoints with yeah and die. Well, no one can survive prolonged exposure to the core. Bob's like, I think I'm probably good though, because like I'm a god now. I think. <laughs> Dot obviously does not want her man stolen away again as soon as she might have a moment with him. But <laughs> the nerd binome gives her a sassy hand on the hips look. Yeah. You know, I'm really wondering why Bob never merged with Glitch before. Like, it seemed like this was something he could have done a long time ago and stopped a lot of damage ahead of time. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, like culturally, like, forbidden for Guardians to do that or something. Yeah. I'm curious. It's like, ew, you merged with Glitch, you freak. <laughs> I, I mean, there has to be downsides, right? I don't know. Haven't seen any yet. <laughs> But uh, Matrix calls up Andrea, tells her that they think they've rounded everyone up, but apparently old man Pearson has holed himself up at the junkyard and refuses to leave. We get to see Al's waiter again. Come on, Al! Checking in on Al as he's slowly lagging behind. Enzo calls up Mr. Pearson, and uh, Mr. Pearson starts yelling at him immediately. Who do you think you are, you random hunky stranger? You can't tell me to evacuate. This is kind of an extended scene here, like about arguing about his identity and why they want to leave mainframe until Andrea just knocks him out by tapping him on the shoulder. <laughs> it's funny. You're correct. You're absolutely correct. And I hadn't thought about that because in hindsight, that scene's there for a reason and you haven't learned it yet. Yeah. I was like, this is foreshadowing something, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. And it's so funny that it is because now it's kind of obvious that you said that. <laughs> I'm thinking it has something to do with Talon. Mm. Maybe. Curious. Guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, suddenly a tear opens, and who should walk through it but our old pal Satan? Ah, <laughs> uh, Satan. We missed you so. Apparently, Pearson must have been just hanging around drawing pentagrams and summoning spirits. <laughs> <laughs> he watched too much Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> So back in the principal office, Fawn is being reassembled while Bob heads to the core. Dot's about to open the core doors when the tears show up on her screen. Commander Matrix, I've got reports of tears opening throughout the city. What? He's like, what'd you say about tears? She's like, nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. Just do your thing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like we'll never see each other again. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm like, really, Bob? <laughs> so just as... 
Dot turns back to talk about the tears. One opens right in front of her. Right. And then we get a greatest hits of uh, horrifying villains. <laughs> we've got Ash. We've got Santa, this medieval knight, and evil clown appearing all at once. And I'll be honest, I never thought I would see that horrible clown again. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse points out that they're probably just undeleted ram. And Ray tells everyone to pick a partner. <laughs> it's convenient that they're like arrived in a group where they each can take him one-on-one. <laughs> So Ma- Matrix picks Zayton, Ray bits up Santa. Mouse takes on both the clown and the knight, which seems like bad odds for them because <laughs> she takes them out in no time. And Ray follows up with like a, whatever that wrestling move is when you take the fist and you put it over the head of the person. That's what he does to Santa Claus. <laughs> Matrix goes full on execution mode and shoots Zayton point blank between the eyes. Well, everyone kind of just stares at him like, yo! <laughs> uncalled for it's a scene that's perfectly safe for tv but i can only describe it as gooey yeah he kind of like <laughs> sloughs off the screen it's at this point he remembers that he has a girlfriend <laughs> what andrea oh <laughs> yeah so she's flying around as a fighter jet of some sort appears and they get into a dog fight which is kind of fitting actually because the jet kind of it's colored just like frisket it's like wearing a frisket skin <laughs> She is, of course, by the way, riding Megabyte's motorcycle, because what else would she be riding? Right. (laughs) Now that is a nice bike. She does manage to outmaneuver him, though, and unloads the massive motorcycle arsenal onto it, blowing it to smithereens, following it up by jinxing herself by saying, clear sailing. Yeah, swoops in from behind is a hybrid dino slash bomber jet, (laughs) and it's about to chomp her when it gets blown out of the sky by Capacitor and co. Ahoy there, me lady! I just love the scene of them all in the car. Like, it's so well done, the way they kind of <laughs> don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Air Doctor and Bunnyfoot are skulking around in the darkness, thinking they've gotten away with things. But Hex shows up and uh, has a rolling pin, I think. <laughs> yes, they're just approached by her ominous silhouette. <laughs> Bob's reached the core, and he tries to contact Dot, but can't get through to her. And meanwhile, we see why, because she's being attacked by Ash, while the prisoner from one of those early games beats up on the nerd binome. Hack and Slash tried to stop Ash from killing Dot. Outside, Mouse is stuck in a headlock from Penelope Pitstop. Ray is squashing tiny baddies, and Enzo is headbutting some carrots. I think this is what you might refer to as a boss rush. <laughs> Bob has finally managed the core, but... He's not alone. Not exactly, Bob. (laughs) Megabyte suddenly appears right beside him and begins to cackle. Megabyte is back, baby. And he's evil laughier than ever. (laughs) But Bob gives Megabyte a shove and discovers that it's actually just a simulation that's been left behind to keep Bob company. Aw, see, he knew he'd be lonely. But I'm glad it's you, Bob. She's like, oh, I left this here so I could mock you some more. Because I like mocking you. Mocking you is so much fun, I had to do it from beyond the grave. He's like, luckily I bought these earmuffs. (laughs) So he gets work in turning levers and pushing buttons. Hack and Slash are comparing war runes while Ash tries to kill Dot. Hack and Slash are hacked and slashed up. (laughs) And Ash turns his gun on Dot while uh, Frisket runs up just in time to have his revenge. 
Bula has to pull Fong off of the prisoner as uh, Matrix asks after Bob. Oh, right, Bob, that guy. <laughs> she tries to get Bob back on FaceTime, but the Wi-Fi is down. Oh, that's always the worst. Megabyte is continuing to mock Bob and multiplying as he does so. There's <laughs> two, three, four, five different megabytes. Bob's quick fingers are able to save several surrounding subsectors, but uh, Sector 31 is lost. They're all crashing faster than he manages to save them. Hack and Slash are saying their last goodbyes to each other. Slash is holding on to a little bit of a grudge, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you just want to get everything off your chest before the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike the TV pops in for a quick cameo. Is this the first time we've seen him this season? It is. Oh, no, he might know. The very beginning of the seasons, he was in it. Oh, was he? Okay. I was thinking, because, yeah, we saw, like, Cecil in, like, the first episode of the season. And then they both had a cameo in number seven on, like, the teeter-totter, but... No, when he was, when it was, Enzo was still a kid, I think Mike the TV was there to talk about how Enzo was doing so poorly. Oh, maybe, yeah. Speaking of, in this scene, like, all Mike, Hack, and Slash, they're all, like, extra stretchy and squishy in this scene. It's a little weird. <laughs> I just like that they threw him in because they're like, we have to show everyone. <laughs> Where can we get Mike in here? And also everyone's summarily telling him to fuck off. <laughs> Matrix decides to go after Bob. Just as he finishes twisting the last few knobs and shattering Megabyte's holograms, the core gets rocked and a wave of energy races towards them, but stops just in time as Bob collapses. The principal office sits in silence for a moment as they take in the fact that they're not dead yet. <laughs> we seem to be processing, just barely. Bond gets some stat readings while Enzo and Andrea come up with an almost dead Bob. Bring him over for thank you kisses. But at the last second, they're interrupted by the raccoon jumping up from Bob's hard place. <laughs> oh, what in the net was that? And it lands a smooch right on Dot instead. So Andrea declares hunting season back on. <laughs> Andrea goes off to get him, and the mood is light for a moment, but then Fong drops the bomb. Mainframe is doomed. Sad face to credits. Aww. <laughs> Reboot! So, Ben, what did you think of the episode? This was a weird one for me. Like, I feel like I should have liked it more than I did. <laughs> like, I really liked the idea of it, and I appreciated what they tried to do, but somehow I don't think the execution worked as well for me for some reason. Like, it didn't all fall flat. I found the humor in a lot of it, but, like, I don't know, it just kind of felt off somehow, and I can't really describe it. Like, I just felt like I wanted to be enjoying it more than I actually was. Hmm interesting and there was some like really interestingly animated scenes but like a lot of the animation itself seemed a little more stilted in this episode than in the previous ones too it's kind of mm -hmm. kind of uneven i really enjoyed it i thought it was a fun episode even with the system ending it's nice to be kind of lighthearted again mm -hmm. like there's stakes in the system but there's not necessarily stakes in those little fights so you can enjoy them more you know, you don't have to worry about the moral consequences of killing zayton because zayton is just some leftover ram <laughs> Whereas you're dealing with the moral consequences of the megabyte fight. I was kind of glad we got to see Bob be more proactive in this episode, too. Because obviously he was doing a lot with, with Hex, but that was the B-plot of last episode. Right. So here he's, like, actually legit saving people, which is, you know, the thing he likes to do the most. <laughs> it's it's on his Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed seeing, you know, like, it's a little obvious, but I enjoyed seeing everyone. You know, they're trying they're trying to get you to see everyone before the end of the series and they succeeded in it and it was it was nice to kind of see again yeah for sure and like for a penultimate episode they really packed a lot of like cameos into it <laughs> yeah they really did 
and we will get some more next week. <laughs> Alphanumeric! Well, let's uh, jump into the trivia. What do we have for bits and bytes? So uh, some of the binomes that we see in the beginning uh, that we've met before most of them uh, include the entire band of Kiss. All of the Sailor Senshi, which we've met Sailor Moon before or saw Sailor Moon before, but now we get to see the whole crew right before she's crushed by a rock. We have to see Fax Modem and Data Nully, which Fax Modem is holding a sign that says LA. <laughs> and this was apparently right when the showrunner was trying to move the show from Vancouver back to LA. So this was a IRL reference to the show. Yeah, there was because the other sign said BC. Uh, we have to see Elvis and we get to see Indiana Jones. Was Kiss returning? Did, did they show up in an earlier one? I want to say we saw at least one member of Kiss before, just like okay. in the background, but... I might be mistaken. During the fight with Matrix and Zayton, Matrix does the Johnny Cage move where he does a split and punches up, which works considering that Zayton is in fact a Mortal Kombat-esque character. Uh, when Bob is powering down all the sectors, apparently those hexagonal roddy thingies uh, are a reference to Lawnmower Man, which I have never seen and will never see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the two Star Trek references. So uh, Bob states that he doesn't believe in the no-win scenario. Yep. And then the uh, system out of danger. As yes. Well. <laughs> exactly. So they're both from the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Uh, one is Kirk and one is Spock. So Jessica. So Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that you had a game for us this week. I do have a game for us. I have a game for everyone. You get home, can play along. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> so get out your phones, download the app. <laughs> or just, you know, write stuff down. So I've got 16 characters from various games that I have decided uh, I will describe the character that you saw in this episode that was previously in another episode. Um, and you will try and tell me what episode they are from. And if you get the... If you describe the correct episode, if you're like, oh, it's the one where he did this, and that's right, then I'll get one point. If you actually name the episode, you get two points. Awesome. Okay, I can do this. So we have a total of 32 points up for grab here. So let's see who can beat Ben at this game. Yeah, everybody play along. If you beat me, don't at me. <laughs> All right. So we get to see uh, Penelope Pitstop giving Mouse in a headlock at one point. Do you remember where Penelope Pitstop is from? That was from Firewall. Oh, correct. Two points. We get to see some uh, carrot warriors. Wizards warriors and a word from our sponsor. Ooh, man, you're good at this. Yeah, that was uh, season one, episode nine. The previous one was season three, episode three. Uh, are you looking at something? I am not looking at anything. <laughs> I know these episodes. All right. <laughs> we get to see your creepy clown. Creepy clown. Identity crisis, part two. Episode Ooh. 13 of season one. Look at you go. I didn't think you'd get this many titles. <laughs> Do not fuck with me on trivia. <laughs> All right. How about The Prisoner? The Prisoner. Okay. I want to say, I remember like the game that he was from. Like there was a bunch of weird like spider creatures and like they bubbled the bad guys. That's true. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was like episode four of the series, but I don't I actually don't remember which episode that was. Okay. Maybe get half a point. You did remember the game with the spiders. <laughs> we'll put, we'll put down 0.5 for that one. What was it? It was the Tiff. The Tiff. Okay, yeah. That was episode four. I think you're right. <laughs> All 
All right, how about the red spaceship that chases Andrea through the sky? That one I didn't recognize. Um, is that from, like, the tearing? Like, the first one? Oh, my God, it is. I can't believe you got that. <laughs> I thought for sure that one would stump you. All right, so the toy T-Rex. That's the same as the Penelope Pit Stop one, the firewall. Yes. Zayton. Game over. All right. <laughs> the... Knight that tries to decapitate Mouse, but Mouse decapitates him. Now that one could be a couple, because there was Wizards and Warriors, but there was also Icons. Oh, it is from neither Wizards or Warriors or Icons. And also, oh. it would not have been Icons, because Icons was not in mainframe. There was a dragon one early on. What's the one where Enzo was in the dress? Well, if you ask me... <laughs> it's the one with Enzo in a dress. That's my answer. It is answer. the one with Enzo in a dress. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that was that quick in the fed? Oh, you got it. <laughs> All right. This one's going to be super easy, but Ash. <laughs> oh, I always call it Evil Dead, though. That's the thing. Um, to Mend and Defend, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you're getting all of these. <laughs> all right. The Tank Rex and the Pterodactyl Jet. <sighs> Hybrid. What was that one called? When Games Collide. <laughs> I swear you're cheating. <laughs> I am not. I swear to God. You act like I don't like spend hours and hours on this goddamn show. It's been like a year since we started this. <laughs> it's ingrained in my consciousness now. <laughs> uh, Rocky Raccoon. Between a raccoon and a hard place. Santa Claus. That was also Firewall. All right. And so I have two left. And I, I tried to save the hardest for last. So we'll see if you get them. Okay. We'll see. The tiny guards that Ray stomps on, in addition to the toy T-Rex. Hmm. Tiny guards. That's Wizards and Warriors. It is. And last one, the shark that falls out and flops uselessly. (laughs) (laughs) That one threw me for a loop, but it was Andrea. You're right. Oh, my God. Am I... 16 for 16 or did i miss i missed there's the one that you you knew the number of the episode but not the name of it i forgot the tiff's title (laughs) which i guess kind of counts oh no the tiff was actually episode five oh well i'll still give you the point five then for knowing the spiders so everyone ben got a very solid 30.5 uh let us know (laughs) how you did uh because he just showed up all the hardcore fans right now. <laughs> yeah, man, bring it. And that's our game for today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. I like winning. <laughs> this is wrong. This is all wrong. So uh, in the course of watching this episode, did you find yourself a memory-laden, frosty moment? <laughs> I did. Uh, so parts that I really liked include everything with Hack and Slash. They were hilarious as usual. Andrea's very cool game over user line, because with all the bad lines everyone was saying and I was yelling at them for, <laughs> including Andrea, uh, the game over user was was fun. But the winner has got to be the pirates in that CPU car. For some reason, that just made me laugh and it made me so happy. <laughs> like capacitor leaning out and pool is too big for the car, and like it looks like they obviously stole it. And <laughs> it was just good times. <laughs> what about you, Ben? That's a tough call for me. It was hard to pick one. Um, but I think I'm probably going to have to go with that scene with Hack, Slash, and Mike where like there's almost too much squash and stretch. 
it's like it goes so far in the other direction it looks like they're about to melt off of their wireframes like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a puddle of bots (laughs) (laughs) all right did we get any feedback this week uh, let's find out. As usual, I put out a call on Facebook and Twitter just to let people know that we were uh, recording tonight and if they wanted to drop us a line. So at Rob Horks 432 on Twitter says Matrix versus Zayton was the fight I didn't know I wanted, but delivered on all fronts. And I got to agree. Did it really? I thought it did. I thought it was fun. <laughs> He wailed on him for a while. <laughs> Maybe I'm just predisposed to not care about fight scenes in general, because like whenever I'm taking notes and there's like a battle going on, my notes just say, they fight, someone wins. <laughs> you know, and it's not just reboot. Like when I'm listening to the Adventure Zone and they get into combat, I kind of glaze over. I easily like lose track of who's fighting who, like who's landing blows and what kind, and it all just gets lumped into they fight. <laughs> So, like, I don't know. <laughs> Fight scenes don't do much for me, I think. <laughs> I had fun with it because, again, it's not like last week's fight scene where you're just like, oh, there's like huge emotional stakes here. There were emotional stakes. I mean, this is the guy that took Matrix's eye. Like, obviously, he was hoping for some payback there. But also, it wasn't like a person. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and like, he was the whole reason that he got sent off and lost in the games in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of payback there emotionally for Matrix, but it's not like it's not like where he's fighting Megabyte and he's actually killing like a sentient being kind of thing. It's like a punching bag. So he's able to like stand there and literally punch it for minutes. Everyone else has already moved on. He's just like, no, I'm going to keep kicking and punching this guy for five minutes because I need to work out my rage. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it was fun. And I like that he did the split. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Kimura at Wakumagoose says, if everyone's undeleted RAM, then how long was mainframe system online without a reboot? (laughs) So I was thinking about this. So like how long they're, you know, what is computer time versus human time? Right. And I think it'd be hilarious if this was just like a week (laughs) with this whole three seasons. (laughs) Uh, Nolan Hayes at It's Mindalorian on Twitter has a question for us. We saw Megabyte defeated, but not killed. What are your thoughts on villain endings? Is their death the best way to go or is imprisoning them or a redemption arc preferable? Is there a point where it is too far for redemption? I have no way to answer this. I'm sorry. I didn't prepare for that question at all. (laughs) I'm going to skip it. Well, I I like that question. It's a good question. But I think it doesn't really have an answer because it's totally dependent on the story that's being told. Like uh, spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender. If you haven't watched that yet, skip ahead. 30 seconds. (laughs) Um, But the story that's being told is about this kid who's trying to reconcile the violence around him with the peace that lies within him. So I I thought the ending for that villain was very appropriate. You know, it, it wasn't about him like having revenge or anything. It was about him trying to save people. It's always what he's wanted to do. Whereas, you know, other people like, yeah, you're just like, oh, thank God, they finally killed that guy. <laughs> that was that was what we wanted to happen. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's going to depend on like the show. It's going to depend on the villain and the hero. There's no way to answer that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very situational. I don't prefer one or the other. It's the story that you're trying to tell. If it doesn't work within the story you're trying to tell, then it doesn't work. Yeah. Steph Nailers at Cerulean452 on Twitter. Uh, Mentions that Frisk can actually kill someone, or does it really count since they're all undeleted ramps? <laughs> yeah, technically, I don't know that anything, any of these deaths count. They're all just bits and bites. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 
that's what I was saying before, is I'm pretty sure they're not sentient. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the user is ever sentient, because the user is just us playing a computer game, and we expect to die in a computer game. So I feel like you could have like a whole like reboot and philosophy discussion. <laughs> I think it's time to make this voyage unprofitable. So Ben, do you have anything you'd like to recommend this week? Yeah, I have two real quick things that are oddly relevant to the episode at hand. The first one is a trivia podcast <laughs> called Pod Quiz. It's P-O-D-Q-U-I-Z. And it's just a weekly trivia podcast. It's uh, four rounds of five questions. There's always like a music round and just a lot of fun. I've been listening to it for a while and I just recommend that to any trivia lovers out there. And then for my second recommendation, um, it's actually a webcomic. It's a really cute webcomic about a raccoon, um, but it's got a terrible name. <laughs> it's called Coon Comic. And it's by, yeah, I know, that's why I don't, I hesitate to say it, but it's, but it's by an artist named Carissa K. Powell, Simke. I think I follow them. Yeah, it's a little slice of life, you know, comics featuring a rabid raccoon, <laughs> and it's insane, and I love it. Oh, yes, I totally follow them. That comic is amazing. I never realized it had such a bad name. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So one of the, the people who threw the uh, comics camp that I went to uh, earlier in the year, one of them, Pat Race, who runs the Alaska Robotics Gallery, he did the official art for the Alaska I Voted stickers. They're really great. You can actually buy prints of them now. So if you went out and voted, you can only get these if you voted. If you didn't vote, then why not? You can go to uh, alaskarobotics.com to their store page. And there's really fun art on there of like a walrus on a uh, snowmobile and a moose on an ATV and another moose wearing flannel <laughs> and a beaver in a speedboat. And they all have little I voted stuff on there. So <laughs> they're very patriotic Alaskan animals. Definitely check them out. They're great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so as usual, you can always find us at Incoming Game Pod on Twitter, Incoming Game Cast on Facebook and IncomingGameCast.com. You can always check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash incoming game, where we have a couple new bonus episodes just for backers. Uh, we have an interview with director Zeke Norton and a bonus episode where we watched the uh, first episode of Escaflone. You can find me at Stirvino Lady. That's S-T-I-R-V-I-N-O Lady. And I'm at Dudworks, D-U-D-W-O-R-K-S. Our theme music is Spasmatica Polka by Kevin McLeod. And uh, what is that over there? Oh no! It's my arch nemesis! They've returned! <laughs> Shut up, Dad! You don't know me! <laughs> I don't want to clean my room! <laughs> Alright, stay frosty, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>